The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. All right, good morning, everybody. It is a new day on this first day of September, Friday morning. We did it. We did it. We made it to Friday. We made it to football season, everybody. One day away, and it is our favorite T-Row in the morning show of the season. It is our annual Joe C. Day Three hours of nonstop insight and breaking news and fun and frivolity headed our way today. Before we welcome in the boss, though, the first thing we have to do is welcome in the birthday boy, my very best friend in the entire world, T to the J. Perry on the other side of the glass, 50 years old today. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy birthday, TJ. Thank you. How does Thank it feel? You. It felt like any other day until I got to work, and then it's felt different since then. So, How does it feel different? You feel Is it harder to move around? The studio is all decorated in here. There are balloons all over the floor. There are little 50 things hanging from the ceiling. There's a big banner. Very cool. Um, I realize that there's a uh, card my yard sign out front of the station. So you know what I did, big boy? I went out there and I ripped it up. I didn't ask for them to put that in my yard. It's in my garage now, and they're not getting it back. Okay. Uh, well, uh, before we say anything else, we also need to welcome in uh, the man of the day, our very special guest, the athletic director at the University of Oklahoma, who is kind enough again to spend the day with us the day before the football season begins, Joe Castiglione. Good morning, Joe. Toby, good morning. Good morning. And I, good morning. <laughs> I can't stop laughing because there's a there's a characteristic that TJ has that you you'd call him a get off my lawn guy. Right, right. And yeah. right at the crack of dawn, he's ripping stuff <laughs> off his lawn. <laughs> There are, He's ripping bits come off on, of uh, other Happy birthday, TJ. Good morning, Joe. Happy birthday. I wish you a happy birthday. Uh, happy too. birthday to me. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> There's a very funny joke there with that, uh, what I just did there. I hope mm-hmm. some got it. Uh, I'll explain I did, it. I did yeah. not rip it up. It's still out there. So, oh, good. Uh, yes, yes. Another grumpier host in the market <laughs> once upon a time got his yard carded and went bananas uh, because people were trespassing and made a big deal about it, so. Um, hey, uh, is do you know who decorated the studio and everything? No, thank you to uh, whoever did that, whoever it was. I don't know if it was. Are we uh, allowed to say who it was, Drake? Who carted the yard? No, and the studio, you said that decorated uh, everything or no? Is you that know, top secret? You know, 
the yard, I will say who it was. Okay. Uh, it was our owner, Casey Vineyard. Thank right. you. Thank you to the Vineyards. And you know what? There's somebody in your life, TJ, that's just going to have to own up to the control room being decorated. So. Okay. Very good. We'll huh. let that be a mystery for yeah. now. You're going to have to find her out. I will say <laughs> this, Tej. Well, I don't know what I should say. What Should I say, say what you want? Uh, is it okay if he knows that you have brought him something today? Yeah, but we want to surprise him okay. with actually what it right. is. So you could TJ, tease it. I hope that you're still planning to join us for the final hour of the show today. Is that correct? That's the plan, yes. You need to. It needs to be uh, more than just the plan. It needs to happen. Because it's going Joe, to happen, yeah. Joe has brought you something today. Oh, no. And Joe, he has, you didn't have to bring me anything. He has given me a sneak peek. I've never seen anything like it in my life, and I can't wait to see your reaction when you see it, when you get here. That's wow. all I'll say. That's quite the build-up. Anything build up. else we should say about it? No, I think that's uh, – let him – let them wonder about it, but but uh, you have to come, TJ. You have my head spinning now. I don't know what. As oh, wait till you see it. I think that you, <laughs> the spin will continue. As wow, impressed as you. I was that uh, that you made Fletcher's corny dogs come to town. I, I was so totally responsible was, for that. Yeah, I'm talking to Joe right now. Oh, as impressed as I was that <laughs> you got us to the SEC somehow. Nothing has impressed me more than you pulling off this gift today. This is this is amazing, astonishing you know, what you can make happen. You always have to improve on what you've done yesterday, right, TJ? And so, I, as uh, Toby was just saying, uh, yes, you know the Fletcher's corn dogs that started in the pandemic when you were wish, wishing aloud. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Hoping, and I just you make dreams come true. Yes, and then last year, um, the big fan that you were, were sh- you were struggling to buy ESPN Plus. <laughs> yes, right. And so yeah, we had to set up people from, hard. Yep. people from ESPN to call in and donate so we right. could buy a subscription for TJ to have ESPN Plus. And wasn't it worth it, TJ? It was it- worth it, yes, and that money did go somewhere else to a, a charity, so – um, it was worth it though. I do have ESPN Plus now. CPAP filters. Um, <laughs> that's tonight. right, my CPAP filters. <laughs> well, this I think tops. I don't know. Tops it all. Wow. Fletcher's corny dog. That that's was pretty big. That, that yeah. took me. I was working on that for a couple of years, but this one, this is unique in its own right. Yep. This is better than Fletcher's corny dogs and uh, ESPN Plus. And uh, I day. can't wait for you to what get here. What a day! Eight a.m. to see it today. Well, you only turned fifty once, right? That's true. I think that's true. <laughs> well, knowing you, you'll have a repeat. Nah. You'll, you'll find a I way. I may to repeat have it a again next year with all this attention. <laughs> Jeez. We are hanging out at Neighborhood Jam uh, for the next three hours. You can come on by and see us right here at 102 West Main Street in Norman. They open for breakfast at 7 a.m., or they're going to start serving breakfast at 7 a.m. They are The doors are open already. If you would lo- uh, like to come by and join us, watch the show, I think they'll get you some coffee and. Uh, Something to drink until they start serving breakfast. They have coffee social hour every morning from 7 to 8. You get half-priced coffee and non-alcoholic barista drinks. You can skip the line and join the wait list on Yelp or on their website at that'smyjamok.com. And you can start your day at Neighborhood Jam. You'll love everything on the menu, whether you choose the breakfast tacos, pineapple bourbon pancakes, or the acai bowl. Everything is made from scratch daily with the freshest ingredients right here at Neighborhood Jam. Joe's here. I'm here. The great Drake Dyken is here. Uh, Sooner Vision is here. 
it's a big morning because tomorrow, Joe, is a big day. Are we ready for oh, the 2023 season? We are ready. And this is the time of year where you're tired of talking about it and just can't wait to get to the game. And uh, there's obviously a enormous buzz everywhere. Uh, people are already setting up, I think, in places where they could set up their tailgate. Yeah. They're already setting them up. And uh, everything looks great. I know our, uh, our coaching staff, Coach Venables and the team, they, they've just uh, they've had a great fall camp. And uh, going back all the way to as they were preparing for spring ball, and this, this team has been focused and uh, very, very excited to get to see them play tomorrow. What is uh, the day before the opener? Like, is the hay in the barn for you, or is this a nerve-wracking day? Is there a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot before tomorrow? The things we can control, for the most part, the hay's in the barn. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, people calling at the last minute, like, this is the first game they've ever been to. How do I park? How do I get to the stadium? Where are my credentials? Where are th- and, and you know what? Everything is right there. They just haven't looked. Right. <laughs> they just panic. Right. And, uh, you know, tomorrow we'll have people that have been working game day for 15, 20 years, but it'll be like the first time they ever did it. You know, it's just it's just the way it happens every year. So you always work out the bugs and get everybody back in a rhythm. And, and uh, you know, but it, it, it works well. We've got a great group of people. We've got my own staff. It's just outstanding. Uh, we've really uh, tried to be mindful of, of uh, fan uh, amenities and especially tomorrow as people are navigating the heat. Yeah. You know, we've uh, increased our water stations uh, by 14 all over the diff- every a- every area about the stadium. I'm talking free water. And then, right. of course, uh, the the other water stations that, that exist permanently, cool zones, tr- just trying to think about helping our fans that are uh, – beating the heat tomorrow and hopefully we won't it won't be a, as uh as bad as some have predicted you know the last few days have been fine you know mm-hmm. it's just uh hopefully it stays great for tomorrow for the 11 o'clock kickoff i checked this morning uh at least the latest forecast has a high of 96 tomorrow may feel a little warmer yeah. than that inside the stadium but my first game it was 109 at kickoff Oof. 98 first game here First game oh, fought the 98 season, what 109 game? Who at kickoff. playing that day? North Texas. Ah. So, um, and that's a, that was a 6 o'clock Welcome start. Welcome to Oklahoma. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who I heard from yesterday? Uh, our good friend Kelly Danfus reached out. Oh, yes. I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think he was probably in some part or large part due to this game happening when he was the chancellor at Arkansas State. That is correct. No longer there and, and – he is regretting, or not regretting, he just wishes he could be here tomorrow. And uh, I think he's down at Texas State now, is that yes, correct? Yes, he is. What so, a great guy, though. Oh, tremendous. He and Beth are fantastic. They served our university so well uh, during his time here in so many different roles. And uh, uh, Dean of Arts and Science, and he was our, our uh, faculty rep. And they were faculty in residence, so they uh, were the first couple that – Lived in Headington Hall. In fact, yeah. this year we're celebrating 10 years of Headington Hall. No way. Already? That? Yes. Is that right? That yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, yeah. That, and then the AD that was at Arkansas State uh, back then is the AD at UCF. So oh, I didn't know I, that. I kidded him. I said, well, you were supposed to be here at the beginning of the season, but now you'll be here at the middle of the season. So that's he'll be great. coming with his uh, the new mem- one of the new members of the Big 12. 
how complicated is that whole process of, you know, you just added two teams for next season, uh, Maine and uh, uh, Houston. So is it as simple as you calling Kelly or Kelly calling you and say, yeah, let's play. We'll have uh, people draw up the contract. Or how complicated is it? Well, uh, it can start out that way, but then you get to the part where you've got to make all the dates work. You know, right. They have a game here, we have a game there, and you try to find dates that are uh, mutually uh, agreeable and available. But uh, trying to do it with uh, a year out is a whole different animal, and uh, especially looking for two games, and one of which needed to be a power five. And so that, that took some uh, – some magic <laughs> to say the least and it requires everybody to try to move a few things around to make it happen uh I, I think the year we played in the national championship against florida that season schedule when i write my book th- that'll be a chapter by itself really that, what we had to do to move games around you might remember we had a couple of well maybe you don't but we had a couple teams back out on us at the last minute they paid you know to get out of their contract whatever and uh what what went through to get those games but it ended up helping us a great deal that year because our strength of schedule was the difference in getting back then into the bcs championship against florida i didn't remember that so we had some late additions who who were the they must have been strong cincinnati was one okay that Uh, there no that was um there was a series we got a series yeah and i think that was oregon oregon here oh yeah they came here yeah wow it was back when we were in the Big 12, we were playing eight conference games. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, – we had a pretty good schedule that year. I'd have to go back and look. It was a pretty stout schedule. But we uh, we won all those games, and it was a it was a big factor in us edging out a couple of other teams to, to get into the BCS championship. Well, I got a whole bunch I want to ask you about today. I know our listeners do as well. Um, they're going to be texting in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line today. 405-651-3439. Andy Staples is yes. going to join us at 735 today, one of the real movers and shakers in media and college football who has become a regular on this Joe C. Day show every year. He now works for On3, and like you and I, he's very much a foodie, a food expert, so we love having Andy totally on the show. Yeah, totally. Sure. He's got some... He's been doing some research and development for us oh, good. Uh, as we transition to the SEC next year for our road trips. Good. We need all the help we can get. Uh, I, I don't know if you're ready for this, but Mike Steely's uncle's going to join us again this morning. Oh. He's very excited about the new season and about getting to talk to you again. So you might get your lawyers on the phone just in case that takes us down a road that's not legal. We'll see. TJ's got three predictions. Chris Plank going to join us later. Your first listen to the scene setter coming up today. It is a big Friday morning here live from Neighborhood Jam on Main Street in Norman. It is the annual Joe C. Day here on The Ref. Opening timeout. We'll be back right after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. T-Row in the morning show on the ref. It is Joe C. Day. Joe Castiglione joining Toby and I. This hour brought to you by McIntyre Law. Your personal injury attorney right here in Oklahoma. He can help you in other parts of the country too. He was in Canada recently. $250 million plus one for their clients. They'll fight for you. McIntyre Law. 
Knipplemeyer.com. Knipplemeyer, uh, Knipplemeyer. Whoa. Happy birthday, TJ. Thank you. Is that right? Yeah, Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. I had a uh, senior moment there. Sorry. I'm going to start having those now, I think. Yep. Uh, you know what I'm really glad about this morning? That I did notice the yard sign as I was pulling in. Because I would have felt bad had I not. I mean, I didn't notice my truck wasn't in the driveway the other day, and my wife had left in my truck when I walked home from my walk. So I was really glad I saw this sign before. Uh, this is how I've got to start a day with a very important man on with us today, Toby. But this text came in at 5.30 in the morning, so they All were right. very anxious to— Use good judgment today, Teach, yeah. please. Use good judgment. Morning, buddy, and Mr. C. Sorry I can't make it today. I'm on the road to Vanita. I have a question about the SEC. We take our band everywhere, but it rarely seems visiting teams bring their band to us. Joe, do you think that'll change next year? Also, happy birthday. Thank you, Carter. Thank you. All right. There you go. Did you hear (laughs) that? More bands, Joe. That that sounds a lot different in the headset than it does over (laughs) the <laughs> it's piercing. Yeah. TJ, sorry. Something else. Oh, I heard you say but, the other day in an event uh, the SEC rule is 5,000 tickets for visitors. Is that right? That's correct. Well, how does that compare to the Big 12 rule? Uh, the, actually, we've lowered the uh, ticket allotment to visiting teams in the Big 12 because their fans really haven't been traveling. Right. And it's not a COVID thing. It, it was something that started before COVID. Um, just just uh, fan travel hasn't been mm-hmm. quite like it used to be. And I don't think it's uh, solely related to the Big 12. I don't mean to imply that at all. But uh, So the the ticket allotment for the Big 12 is something around 3,500, 3,600. Okay. But uh, when we've been playing some of those marquee out-of-conference games, we still hold – we were holding about 4,000. So we actually have to find another 1,000 to – uh, allocate toward you know, the uh, SEC requirement, but that works both ways. Yeah, you know, so our fans Good are for our fans great travel. travelers, and we've known from experience that uh, our fans either buy them from us or they're pretty savvy. They buy them off the secondary market and mm-hmm. try to get tickets that way. Of course, they oftentimes get better locations because the visiting teams don't get a lot of the. Uh, the best locations in the stadium. So our fans are very savvy like that. But as far as bands go, we do have to accommodate the bands out of the visiting team allotment, as do the visiting teams that come to Oklahoma. So uh, we will we will be taking a, uh, at least a pep band to uh, all the sites, as we've been doing. Pandemic and the year after the pandemic aside, mm-hmm. that um, – you know, that really changed travel a lot. But I, I think as we go in the SEC, we'll have at least a pep band. And then uh, depending on when we're playing, maybe uh, maybe a full band. And they, you anticipate they'll probably – I think he was asking about uh, visiting teams bringing bands to Owen Field. Yeah. They're always welcome to, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we played Tennessee that time. They didn't bring a, uh-huh. a pep band. And everybody was wondering where Rocky Where's Rocky Top? Top? Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I – Guess we'll have to wait and see. I I think most of the teams travel at least a pep band, and uh, you know distance is a factor. You sure. Know, so depending on that's a whole plane what, almost uh, a, to a get plane, a band. Yeah, yeah. M- multiple buses. Obviously, uh, in the Big Twelve, we the full band goes to uh, the OU Texas game, and occasionally they've been at 
TCU or Oklahoma State, Iowa State, somewhere, Kansas, where they can get to bus-wise, and then a pep band the other places. TJ, anything else there on the text line early? Uh, Seth has a question. He wants to know uh, which team Joe is most excited about coming to Norman in the first year in the SEC. All of them. <laughs> no, that's I the right answer, yeah. Well, we know great. we're getting uh, first year. We know we're getting uh, Bama, Tennessee, and uh, – Fighting Shane Beamers. Uh, yeah, oh, South Carolina, yeah. 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 Saw Shane. You did? Yeah, I said I knew you wanted to come back. You said, well, not that way. Uh, where'd you see him at? I, I ran into him over the summer. Okay. Yep. Boy, he's doing a great job. Oh, he's fantastic. got a big game this weekend. Fantastic His, He's become a, a, a video star with these yes. very creative videos that South Carolina puts out. He's uh, hilarious. So you're looking forward to all of them. We got Heupel coming back. We got Shane Beamer right. coming back. And you got uh, old Nick Saban coming to town. So it's all big. of them would be great. Yeah. It's big. And uh, with the eight-game conference schedule, there's an imbalance uh, versus the nine because of our, our annual neutral side game. Next year, we're the home team in Red River rivalry. And so the computer looks at that as like a home game. So – Four and three, so we have the three home games, and then the fourth being the one in Dallas. And the following year, we won't have the same opponents other than Texas, depending on if we go to a nine schedule or stay with an eight. But if we stay with an eight, we'll have the other side of four uh, home games. Yes, yeah. uh, and other opponents that we haven't played. So that's one of the unique things about the future schedule in the SEC. Uh, Depending on how it goes, there'll be one permanent opponent if it's an eight-game conference schedule, three permanent opponents if it's a nine-conference schedule, and the rest rotate. So it really keeps a freshness, if I like you will. That. You know, so you, you get to see yeah. everybody see it, and go everywhere, right? Within a so four year span. at least at least once every four it's years. It's going to happen, right? That. We're going to go to nine, don't you think? I believe so. I've yeah. been for it from the beginning. Uh, there are some complications, certainly um, additional ones with us going uh, to the SEC in 24, maybe a year earlier than what was planned. And so uh, we've worked through it, and I think we will for the uh, nine-conference game. It'll be a matter of time. We'll see if it happens for 25 or uh, later. Is it as simple – it's maybe something you can't tell me. Is it as simple as OU and Texas getting into the conference maybe – Maybe their votes push it over the top to potentially make it nine? No, I don't no. think it's as simple as that. Um, both, I don't want to speak for my colleague, Chris Delconi, but uh, I, I think it's, uh, I think I'm comfortable saying he's strongly in favor of nine as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't want to say the whole room is nine for nine, but certainly open minded about it. Um, I think the issue has been their schedules were made in advance, so they were built with a conference game, so they have contracts for mm-hmm. games that were difficult to get out of in a short time frame. We were on the other side of that, Toby. Yeah, we were short. We had to find, yeah. find games in a short time frame. So um, I get that. That's, that. that's a factor because if if a team is trying to get out of a contract, that's usually addressed in a, in a contract provision and it it's expensive you know, to pay out uh, liquidated damages to uh, drop one or two games, depending on what it might be. Do you think, I mean, it makes logical sense, which doesn't always mean it's going to happen, but 
do you think the now four, the power four conferences will get on the same page with this and everybody agree to play the same number of conference games? I think it may happen, but I don't think that'll be the reason. Okay. Unless it becomes a, a significant talking point in the room as they decide to modify or adjust how they're going to uh, allocate the spots in the 12-team playoff. Right. You know, that's a that's a that big topic. Yeah. That's a big topic right now. And they had a meeting the other day. Didn't resolve anything. A lot of conversation. Obviously a complex issue. But uh, if they decide that there needs to be a, a little more unanimity on certain things, it might require conferences to play nine. It's possible. It's never happened like that before. They usually leave that up to a conference jurisdiction. So if that's the case, you know, then you know, then the ACC will have to address that as well because they play eight. So when the 12-team playoff was decided upon, the Pac-12 existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Pac-12 still exists. And they were playing nine, by the way. It's about to go away. So that has been uh, – I think it was Greg Sankey that came out and said, hey, we've got to revisit the allotment here of – of uh, how many teams get in from each conference and everything. What is the uh, the Josie preference on what this thing looks like going forward? I, I think the conference champion is going to carry weight, but it's going to be geared to making sure the 12 best teams get in. Uh-huh. And so uh, whether – there's still conference uh, realignment discussion going on. We sure. don't know whether Stanford and Cal will end up in the ACC. Uh, we we really don't know what's going to happen with the remaining two members, if that occurs, uh, of the Pac-12. They technically still, I think, own the Pac-12 conference. <laughs> so Oregon State and Washington There's stuff State. that, uh, you know, and I say stuff, There's there are things that were left behind uh, by – teams departing for other conferences so there's still some business there. lawyers will get involved yes yeah. well i've read something about a reverse merger uh-huh. where you know it's possible that the mountain west becomes the pac-12 yep which i don't know enough about the way uh you know, the criteria is set up but they're hoping Does that if they mean do it that way they, they become can hold their automatic they, spot. They become an A five, yeah, you know, or retain an A five status. So there's still a lot to play out. That's why it's impossible. What a coup for those say. Mountain West teams that would be if they could back their way into the Power Five like that. And you know who the commissioner, new commissioner of the Mountain uh-uh. West is? Gloria Navarez, who oh, worked here at Oklahoma sure, for yeah. me. Yes, another branch yes. off the Josie tree. Yes, I did not know that. Yes, she's been the commissioner of the West Coast Conference and became the commissioner of, uh, of the Mountain West Conference. Uh, about eight or nine months ago. So all that's got to be figured out and then revisit the 12-game mm-hmm. playoff situation. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, break time. We're at uh, Neighborhood Jam here in Norman. It's Joe C. Day. You got a question for the boss, you can text us. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back to an OEC Fiber Football Friday here on the Ref. Season opener coming up tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. on Owen Field as the Sooners welcome the Red Wolves of Arkansas State. 
and their head coach, Butch Jones. Had a chance to talk to uh, Coach Jones last night, uh, our pregame interview that will air on the uh, network pregame show tomorrow. Uh, nice guy. He did an interview before our game with, with Tennessee as well. So uh, they got a whole bunch of new guys. I don't think he knows what they've got because they brought in uh, 1,000 transfers this year and uh, the Colorado quarterback. So that will be interesting. Uh, I, can I ask you another uh, realignment question or two? Sure. I, I want to go in the time capsule back in time, back in time to um, the Pac-12 scare. I don't. Re- what year was that? It's oh, too early 2011, in the 2012. Yeah, 20, 2011. I feel like uh, we're talking about the. the uh, it's right on the heels of Nebraska and Colorado going. So that would have been summer of 2010. To a much lesser extent, it feels like revisiting the Cuban Missile Crisis a little bit. Like how, but like how close? How close were we? How close did it get to? We live in the Pac-12 right now. Depends who you talk to. <laughs> Does anyone live in the Pac-12 right now? <laughs> yeah, Oregon State and Washington okay. State. Yeah. Depends how somebody wants to spin it. Um, well, I'm talking to you right now. So, how close do you think we got? It was a possibility if all six would have decided to go. Uh-huh. It wasn't clear that unanimity existed amongst the six institutions. Um, you know, everything like we've experienced here in the last month or so, everything was happening so quickly and, uh Everybody's trying to make a, a decision. Um, when we were approached, it was actually before Utah joined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think they were intent on adding Utah, but they were starting to work on this sort of eastern side. Um, try to create you know a, a division where teams would you know, minimize some of the travel. I uh, I was in the meetings. I uh, had a lot of concern, to be candid, a lot of concern. I uh, realized if uh, the schools would all move together, then it's the only possible way it would work. But I um, I didn't really see see the advantages mm-hmm. um, versus staying together, you know, as a Big Twelve and didn't know at the time if we would add more members but um you know at the time we we still had a really good league you know that's a&m and missouri are still in there and it proved to be true um the uh the travel was going to be really difficult and i just started thinking about all of the sports having to navigate that yeah that was tough granted having Six go, and with Colorado there, some of that would have been mitigated. But you're still playing more crossover opponents, so there's mm-hmm. many more trips to you know, the West Coast. And when you're dealing with midweek and class schedules, that's, that's tough um, for that many of them. So was, uh, was not a fan. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. I remember those days because I, I had a different job back then and we would often chat like at 11 o'clock at night or midnight i'm driving home from channel nine 
and there would be – it seemed like every time I talked to you, you were like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what, you're yeah. not going to believe what happened today. It's, it's – um, I'm trying to be very careful in explaining it because in, in hindsight, you know, you, a person can, can uh, leave out a couple of key details yeah. <laughs> that could have swung it either way. I mean, obviously uh, – the school's leaderships all had to agree, presidents, boards, chancellors, you know, um, ADs were talking. We were uh, trying to evaluate whether what they were selling would really be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, had a weird gut feeling that it wasn't, and uh, it turned out to be a good gut feeling. It, it didn't turn out to Better than your be gut, what uh, – what, um, what was promised. What was promised was pretty exciting, but it seemed that it was going to be a little tough to deliver. And um, I'm probably being kind saying that it, it's, I just couldn't see the market coming together to generate what they were um, anticipating. And, you know, in hindsight, that, that proved to be true. And the Pac-12 network didn't grow like it was, um, like it was, like everybody hoped it would. Are you disappointed? I, this uh, again, if you got to answer this carefully, I understand. Are you disappointed in the way that? Well, I want to. I want to ask you about like Brett Yormark's remarks out at uh, in Lubbock the other day. I guess it's understandable, but I would imagine as, as much as Oklahoma has done for the conference that it is in some ways disappointing? Yes, no, the kind of the way that you guys are being treated on the way out here? Or no comment? <laughs> what what can you say about oh, Twitter, your mark? Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. <laughs> Just wait for me to right? say something. I'm a cha- You know me well enough. I'm going to stay on the high road. Um, the, uh, you know, the importance of uh, ensuring that our, our athletes, our teams – have the best possible experience this last year has been our number one priority mm-hmm. obviously um we're all fierce competitors we want to win as many games as, as we possibly can and including some big 12 championships we're we're competing as hard as we ever have in the in the big 12 and uh we've been um you know a terrific member for the big 12 i get all the comments in the you know, the emotions that go around the move that we made. I, I understand all that. But um, we've done everything that we could uh, with class and dignity, and we've um, followed through on every promise that we made that was stated loudly and clearly. Um, yes, we are leaving early, but that was initiated by the Big 12, too. Mm-hmm. And so – as the commissioner has said, you know, there there were reasons that the conference and the two schools could come together and and find an amicable solution to leaving a year early. They were, um, you know, wanting to move on with their business. It was clear that the markets, are, and I say the market, but the world around was changing. I said last fall when people asked me that before we had reached an agreement that, you know, if um, – the ever-evolving, changing landscape of college athletics uh, incentivized the conference to, to maybe talk about this differently, then 
they'll approach us, which they did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things changed. 12-team playoff, uh, other conference realignment. Yep. Right. Look what's USC, happened. USC, UCLA, yeah, all that um, Look what's happened with the Big 12 since. You know, uh, all of that, you know, sort of existed out there in the uh, ecosystem. And it, it's all worked out for everybody's best interest. So I, I think, you know, that part, it, everybody's right. It's turned out to be a win-win. I don't want to engage in any of the, the conversations going back and forth. I, oh, but we're that's, fun. Fit, that's yeah, fun, Joe. Yeah, Wait, maybe, you know, we make headlines, and that's all good. Yeah, yeah but um, we'll address them as they come during the course of the season. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say. It's a matter of what the experience is, and um, and we want it to be right. You know, fans are going to act. We know every place we go on the on, on the road in the conference is going to be uh, doubly tough. You know, first, you know, they're – they're good teams. Secondly, we're Oklahoma, you know, and sure. um, they want to beat us just because of that. And then, you know, there'll be the extra spice. But, uh, you know, we're ready for it. And um, and just uh, focus on winning the games. That's what matters. Break time. We're at Neighborhood Jam. It's Joe C. Day. We'll take some more of your texts coming up. Don't forget Andy Staples joining us next hour. Back after this. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do, too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Welcome back. T-Row in the morning show. It is Joe C. Day. Pretty amazing how he sounds with the doors closed and locked up. I mean, sounds clear to me. Sounds clear to me. McIntyre Law brings you this hour. Your personal injury attorneys, McIntyreLaw.com. By the way, thank you to everyone on the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line sending in the birthday wishes. I will not read uh, all of those, but know that I am getting them and seeing them, and thank you very much Happy to birthday, uh, Lisa and several others that have sent in. Uh, thank you, Toby. Um, here is one on the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line. For Joe, it says, Joe, when did you start the process of looking to the move to the SEC before the news went public, and what do you think of the schools recently that have had to make conference decisions in what seems like days or maybe even hours? Thank you for taking great care of OU Athletics. Well, you'll have to buy my book to hear Gosh. the whole story. Let's just say it was uh, – the thought process started before. Is that called Unhitch the Conference? Is that what it's called? <laughs> What's that? Is it called Unhitch the Conference? <laughs> no, Dang, but you're the, sharper after yeah. fifty, man. That's pretty good. He, 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 we have to have a nickname for TJ. Remember the Saturday Night Live skit, Sally O'Malley? Yeah, I'm fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that one? I'm fifty. <laughs> yeah. Fifty years old. <laughs> Unhitch the conference. So, I like, I like that. I like that. So uh, it, it it's a combination of things. Um, for the person that sent in the question, um, candidly, uh, just watching the way the world had changed, um, and so the thought process really uh, developed by us doing our own analysis about Oklahoma and where we are and where we were going and, and what we thought the world would be. Mm-hmm. And um, that was something we started back in 
probably 2015, 16. And, um, and then keeping my eyes up wide open, my ears open, and uh, watching how things were shifting behind the scenes and you know, making sure that Oklahoma would always be in the forefront of college athletics. That's, that's where the whole thought process started. Um, and looking at at uh, what was coming next, and so the rest you'll have to read. You know, okay. I just uh, I don't <laughs> want to get in all the uh, the details, but um, it it uh, it wasn't something that was a foregone conclusion by any means. You know, we we said all along that uh, we love the Big Twelve, and we do. We're a proud member of the Big Twelve, and we. We were, um, but there were a lot of things going on that people won't talk about or admit, and let's just say that um, it was important for Oklahoma to watch out for Oklahoma, and that's not that's the part where you have to be selfish. It's not being disrespectful or disloyal to anybody. Sure, um, that's not it at all, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know, working in a in a uh, Inappropriate way. You know, there there were a lot of things moving behind the scenes, and uh, something was going to happen, and we wanted to make sure Oklahoma was in the right spot. Please tell me there was a secret late night meeting in a a dark Italian restaurant at some point. In my head, that's how everything you do happens. Coach hires, conference moves. It always goes. At some point, there's a plate of spaghetti. Yeah. Always gets back to, it always gets back to a meal. It always gets. Toby back just to wants a meal. to know decisions are made over food. So, well, I, yeah. hey, I know Joe well enough to know it is. <laughs> it is. Okay, uh, when we come back, Steely's uncle, I believe, is going to call in. Uh, we all look forward to that. We got Andy Staples coming up bottom of next hour. They're starting to serve breakfast now here at Neighborhood Jam. So come on by and hang out with Joe C. We'll be back. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. 